And you are listening to an episode of DDT, Discussions with Dalton and Tyler. It's a wrestling podcast, and uh, I'm Tyler Hall. And I'm Dalton Floyd. Welcome back to DDT. Uh, I believe, is this our 10th episode? I think it is. Yeah, I don't we think we We always have that confusion. Yeah, between. we're always one back. Or but one I'm almost ahead, positive yeah. I saw it on my phone that last episode was the ninth one. So this is the 10th one, big, uh, big milestone. So oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, why don't you explain why you played that particular song oh, for the intro? Oh well, all right. So I slept early last night. Uh, I was like twelve o'clock, and I was off my phone, and uh, I I woke up today and I, I looked at my phone, and first thing I saw was a clip of Renee Young talking on WWE, WWE backstage, and I was like, eh, whatever, I'll scroll past. But you know, I gave it a second, and uh, yeah, big, big, big breaking news. Uh, in WWE, but not even just professional wrestling, because it's a, been a question of where is this guy going to go? Um, I've talked about him on the show before as being one of my favorite wrestlers ever. Um, but yes, of course, CM Punk is back. I guess you could say with WWE. You mentioned it to me before the show that it's just like a Fox thing. Yeah, and that's I heard that on Reddit, that it's not necessarily that he's re-signed with the WWE as, like an, on, as an on-screen talent. It's more like a Fox deal since since WWE backstage, which is a show where they just pretty much cover WWE news and do their own little fun segments. Um, he's signing with Fox to do that show specifically, and you know since he's on this WWE affiliated show, it it allows the fans to start like fantasy booking now if he ever does come back to wrestle. You know. Yeah, and we talked about before the show how I mean it could be. Uh, like you, yo, I'd love to see him getting a feud with like Randy or like just anyone really. But yeah. like, it's just like, cause why, uh, Punk will say something criticizing Randy or criticizing whoever in this case. And then so-and-so drops up, he like shows up on, uh, on backstage and then mm-hmm. it starts a rivalry and goes from there. I, while well, I would love for that to happen. I want to see Punk back in the ring. I do not see that happening. I feel yeah. like, I don't know where his head's at and where his like mindset is at in terms of wrestling uh i know many times like if you look at oh cm punk interview i'm done with professional wrestling i don't care about he's, professional he's wrestling he's pretty much trashed him ever since he left yeah which rightfully so he should have yeah. they, they screwed him over so i mean i don't know he i feel like though i've i've always loved punk i've we this is, i don't know if we can go back to our first episode and say this because i think i said that but like we've always Probably. loved him yeah we've always loved him as a wrestler but i mean what i think is very underlooked like in like what should be looked at more was his like mic skills. Um, they um, he's been a commentator before. He's a lot. He's really good at promos. Um, I think w- they uh, Instagram WWE on Fox Instagram uh, reposted uh, pipe bomb today. Yeah, so did the Twitter. Yeah, so. love that. Uh, mm-hmm. Not so. just his mic skills on the commentary table, but that pipe bomb was the pipe bomb was revolutionary for professional wrestling. Yeah, it brought a lot of fans back. Makes it, re- make it I mean, it was a matter of uh this is this like is this the real is this what like wrestling's fake yeah is this real yeah like they made it it's made very very scripted K-Babe. and then when he did that it made people question it and mm-hmm. he was he was just really unfiltered that night he was saying stuff about you know this company will finally be great once vince is dead and it's taken over by his like doofus son-in-law and stuff like that like he was he was going off his uh, going off the hinges uh going off the rails in that pipe bomb and now that he's back with the I, it's a weird fine line that you walk when you say if he's back with the WWE or not. I mean, I guess he is because he's interacting with the stars of the show and 
it's in a, it's a WWE affiliated show in hindsight. So I'm excited for what he might say on the show eventually. I think like you like you're thinking, I think wrestling is sort of out of the question, but just because he's on the show, it's allowing a lot of fans to fantasy book some of their favorite people. Because, yeah. Yeah, because even in the most recent years, like even 2 years, the the WWE has gained a lot of independent stars that you know, we're just on the come up when CM Punk was popular. Mm-hmm. So. No, yeah. A lot of first time matches could happen. Um, not to mention we have like the Adam Coles and just like mm-hmm. those kind of people who've been around the indie scene when Punk was here and stuff, but yeah. like missed out on his Ring of Honor chances when they were when he was there and everything else. So I mean, yeah, it sets up a lot for Punk. Hopefully, if not, can we, I'm, I'm actually gonna maybe tune into. I'm gonna tune into backstage next week probably. Is it on? What time does it come on on Fox? Do you know? Isn't it like a post SmackDown show or something? Wait, what's it on? Wait, post NXT. I feel like it's like Wednesdays. When? Well, what's today? Tuesday. What was the yesterday's Tuesday? Yeah, yesterday. Was so Tuesday. it must. Be, it's every Tuesday. Probably at like. Uh, it's true. Yeah. Probably at ten. Yeah. Maybe ten or probably ten or like nine. Makes sense. I don't think it's at eight. Still though. Um. I mean, I like the idea for the show, but um, if I ever tune in, I guess we'll have to see. It'll it'll matter if like. Punk says something controversial, and then I'll tune in the following week. But yeah, so the with CM Punk being a big thing, there's also been a lot of awesome things going on in the wrestling world just in the past week. So, uh, what do you want to start with? We had Full Gear on Saturday, and then to go even further back, we had SmackDown and then NXT. Well, we're gonna let's combine all the all the we'll we'll combine all the WWE stuff and the and then AEW stuff. So. Mm Uh, I don't want to start with AEW to because it's not as important, but I feel like it was uh it was a great episode and a great show, so I think we should start and with then, that. And then Full Gear, Full Gear was just a lot on its own. Like, it had a lot of big and possibly controversial topics. So, if we start with AEW's actual Dynamite episode last week, uh, going down the line here about um the matches in order, we had Pac versus Trent. Uh, Trent Beretta, you may know him from WWE and things like that. Yep. It was a it was a pretty fun match. I mean, it was actually a lot of back and forth, and Orange Cassidy got involved as he always does, so that was fun. And then Pac eventually won with the Brutalizer, and then we had, I think we we had a segment with Cody, and I think this is when he announced that he's never going to challenge for the title again. So this is a big thing. Yeah, yep. this, this was the segment. So the second segment of the night was him saying that he would never challenge for the title again, which always makes me think, you know, being a WWE fan, I know that they're going to find some way to, like, twist it and find a loophole for us if he does lose the title. Or, on the other hand, when I saw that he was announcing that, I was just like, oh, he's a shoe-in to win the entire thing. So it was a pretty weird yeah. pretty weird announcement. Well, I, didn't, I didn't think it was needed. I don't think there's ever been a, you know what, if I lose this, I'm not going for that title ever again. I don't think that person's ever lost in wrestling. Exactly. In my, in like my mindset, I've all the times in WWE when there's been a like Ziggler. Like I think Ziggler was like, ah, oh, like it's like the if I don't win title, I quit kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, more times than not, they don't quit or they don't mm-hmm. like lose. Uh, so yeah, it was. It's definitely. Uh, did you just spoil it? What? Take a full gear. I mean, it's known at this point. Yeah, it's true. I, yeah, just, yeah. I don't know. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll get on so, that. So, yeah, keep that in mind. This entire episode is going to be full of full gear spoilers and all the other spoilers for the other shows. But 
uh, also Nick Jackson, you know, if we're going to talk about the match later, Nick Jackson went on Twitter and say, and says that they're going to stick to that rule and not, you know, it's it's a firm rule. But if we're just going to, you know, we're going to go down the line here with this AEW show, uh, Dark Order versus Private Party, um, they, they were competing for who would get the final spot in a triple threat match for the AEW tag titles at Full Gear. And... Private Party won that one. Mm-hmm. It's, no surprise there. Yeah, it's definitely who I would want. Dark Order just isn't getting over with anybody right now. Nope. It, I don't know. The gimmick's not fun. The people, I don't know. I like the I like the the bald guy in it, the one that actually doesn't have a mask on. He's he's cool to watch. He's got a cool looking character. You but know his name? It's Stu Grayson. Okay. Stu Grayson is his name. I didn't know that. So. Um, but then everybody else is just like Evil Uno is the main guy with the mask, the heavy set guy, mm-hmm. and then all the other ones I don't know what they're actually called. Yeah. But um, Private Party won, so it's yeah definitely the team that everybody else would have wanted as well. They're really over with the fans. Yeah. Very athletic team. And then last week on on AEW they had Emmy Sakura versus and Jimmy Hader versus Riho and Shana or Shana however you pronounce it. So know. two of the women faces versus the two heels. Jamie Hader's a Jamie Hayter is a woman that has been showing up on AEW the past two weeks, I believe. Yeah, she fought. Didn't she fight Rio? I think she did, and she's not. She's not really signed. She's just on a she's on a show to show basis. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But people, people are really liking her. So, like, people are really encouraging AEW to sign her to an actual contract as soon as they can. She she plays the heel really well in most scenarios, and yeah, she just she just looks like she can perform well. I mean, and she's done it too. So. You know, I mean, I know she's doing her own thing now, and she's getting pretty old. You know, what I'd like to see in in uh, AEW. Who? ODB. She didn't she just do? I think she's like working with DDP or something. With Dude, like, she has like a I don't know. She has like a food truck. That's now. what I thought. Yeah, she has yeah. like a food truck. And she used to be fun in TNA. Yeah, she was. She was. I mean, promo wise, is pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, in the ring though, I thought she was. I thought it was she wasn't too bad in the ring. No, um, I mean not really. Pretty entertaining. I can't remember. She used to have like a fallaway slam as like one of her signature moves. Um, I'd like to see Victoria come and just do her widow's peak and leave. She's getting old. Yeah, <laughs> she comes in on like with like the the Terra like t- the Impact Terra. Yeah. Like she comes in with like a a full latex suit and like a <laughs> a helmet and then just like widow's peak and leaves. Yep. Yep. I'm down for that. Give it to give it to Riho after she wins the title or something. But just, yeah, she also is getting old as well. So they're all getting. I old. don't know. Yeah, all of our favorites are getting old. That's that's always depressing. <laughs> <laughs> Next on the list, we had Brandon Cutler versus Sean Spears. Don't Sean care. Spears being formerly Ty Dillinger, and we knew that you know anytime we see Brandon Cutler, he's definitely gonna lose <laughs> nine times out of ten. Yeah, his win loss record. He's so. he's the videographer for being the elite, and his yeah his win loss record is not something pretty to look at. And uh, basically the finish was Sean Spears gave him a Death Valley driver, which is very similar to John Cena's attitude adjustment, but it's uh, it's a little more intense. And Joey Janela comes out, sparking a feud between him and Sean Spears and um, attacks Sean Spears in the in the you know instance in the in the middle of it. Did that spark a match for full gear? Yeah, it did. Okay. They fought Just at full gear. Sure. Okay. It was actually pretty cool from what I saw from the highlights. Okay. And then the main event for AEW last week was Hangman Page and Kenny Omega versus the Inner Circle being Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara. And I've got more to say about this tag team of Jericho and Sammy Guevara when we talk about some of the sh- some of the matches announced for tonight's mm-hmm. AEW show. But 
it just feels weird to me that they're not using Jake Hager. Like, I know that you can't really split up Santana and Ortiz as a tag team because they are so Maybe they don't have him as a wrestler contract. Maybe he's just there as, like, a bodyguard. I guess. I mean, I would hope they have him signed. Or he doesn't want to hurt himself because he cares more about his, impa- or his like, UFC or whatever. I mean, yeah. career. So I mean, maybe he doesn't want to be in the ring. You know, if you're looking at it, like, if you're being optimistic about it, you would hope that they're building him up. I don't know. You, you would hope that eventually they're just waiting for him to get a meaningful feud instead of just throwing him away on, like, a tag title opportunity. But I would love to see Sammy and Jake Hager being the tag team champions. I don't know. I hate that team. I I don't like that. With team. what we have to work with in the inner circle, that's our only opportunity. That's our only choice. Well, yeah, I don't want to see Chris and Sammy as tag champs, which we'll touch on later. But yeah, the uh, who else? Uh, Santana and Ortiz. Yeah, just give them the titles, man. Yeah, you don't need definitely. two tag teams in the inner circle team. Like yeah, it. I mean, it should go. It should be like Evolution. It wasn't Evolution. It was you had like a singles title here, a singles title here, and yeah. a tag titles here. Yeah, you don't Evolution need... was the Triple H was the world champ. Uh, Ric Flair and Batista were the tag champs, and then Randy Orton was the Intercontinental champion. Like, because the way this is, I mean, and again, I keep reminding, we'll touch on this later because it relates to tonight's episode of AEW. But let's say one day Sammy and Chris win tag titles. Mm-hmm. Might be tonight. Let's say that happens. Could very well be. So does that mean Santana and Ortiz have to just sit there and wait till they lose it to actually start going for the title? I mean, why are they yeah, competing so. so that they can take out? their people's titles i don't i don't like two teams like that um like yeah i think it was santana on twitter that said that they have their eye on something else right now which they he was replying to a fan that said why are why is it not you guys in this tag in this tag title match instead of jericho and sammy and i just don't i don't understand why they don't put them in these tag title opportunities because their their feud with the young bucks is basically over and i have some things to say about that match later and i'm you know i'm sure we all do with who was involved with it but Let's go ahead and get into full gear. So they had the buy-in, which is pretty much the pre-show of the match or of the entire pay-per-view, and basically a, just a really simple match between Britt Baker and Bia Priestley. Yep. Uh, not really. Uh, Baker defeated Priestley. I'm still not really sold on uh, on Britt Baker, but I, I'll have to see more of her. Apparently, after the match, Awesome Kong and Brandy Rhodes made their way to the ring, and Kong obliterated Priestley and. Yeah, I'm happy that Kong is on re- in wrestling. I am. I'm yeah. happy that, but it's not live TV. Uh, well, it's not like on for everyone to watch. Yeah. Um, we, you especially have been saying like that's what we need in like Impact or Impact. Whoa, <laughs> that's what we need in AEW wrestling right now is some um, is Awesome Kong. To yeah, because the the only other time that I've seen her was Double or Nothing. Yep. So pay per views only. It's like a Brock Lesnar kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would like to see more Kong as well. If I only get to see Kong during every pay-per-view, I'm not going to be that happy. I know Kong has this big thing with Rhodes, like this whole like yeah. stable-ish kind of thing. She's the manager, Brandy is. Yeah, uh, which I guess that's a good role to have in the company. I don't really. She, what does Brandy really do besides that? I don't really know. I don't know. Something to know here is Awesome Kong is 42 years old, so she's getting up there in age awesome as far Kong's as 40. Did you just look that up? 40, yeah, I just now looked it up. Good job. Uh, 42 years old, so it's pretty. It's she's getting up there in like wrestling like terms. You know, once you're reaching that age, it's unless you're Ric Flair, you're not really doing much. Yeah. Ric Flair or AJ Styles, you know, 42 is not a bad age to still be going, but it's definitely not like it's. 
you're you're winding down. No, you're getting there. You're on the yeah. second. You're on the last half of the bell curve. You know, you're on the you're on the slope down. So, I don't know. You might as well go out with a bang. Get her on some dynamite shows. I'm uh, for it. Yeah, I mean, I don't care that Brandy's the manager. It's it's something different. It just feels weird to me that Brandy's playing this character, but I've seen her so many other times out of character, so it just feels different. I didn't know that Brandy was going to be this involved, so we'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Next on the Full Gear match card, we had the Young Bucks versus the proud and powerful Santana and Ortiz. What a match. Yeah, what a match. There was a lot of things going on in it, just left and right. Um, apparently, Nick injured his leg in some way during the match. Uh, it could have very... It's probably kayfabe, but, like, he, he sold the leg, and that's what um, that's what's important because apparently on this website, the Young Bucks have a big reputation for not selling moves half the time because that's truly the indie style right now is that, you know, you take you take a super kick and you get back up and you take another one and it just keeps going on and you don't really sell the moves. But mm-hmm. uh, definitely in the past year and a half, maybe two years, the Young Bucks have shown more in-ring psychology with Matt selling his back in New Japan and Nick selling his leg in this one. Yep. But Santana and Ortiz picked up the victory against the Young Bucks with um with their big finisher. It's the um I forgot what it's called. They have a name for it. No, I don't know. But oh it's called the Street Sweeper, I think. It's I wish I knew the name for it. It was like a float over float over DDT of some kind. But long story short, Proud and Powerful picked up the victory and the Rock and Roll Express got involved afterwards because they were front row. Yeah. And yeah, Ricky Morton hit a a very assisted can- Canadian Over the rope, destroyer. Canadian destroyer. Yeah. Whoa. And then did a suicide dive to the outside. So, although we had a lot of help on both of those moves, it's how still much help impressive. did he have on the suicide dive? They you can't help him on that. Besides moving around. Yeah, but that's you pull the ropes. You pull the ropes so far apart. He basically just jumps through it with his entire body. Yeah, but he went. He his form was perfect in that thing. Yeah, his form was good. He didn't even need the ropes. If he, I think it's because he's a little big, but. I mean, still, that man had gotten... Look how, how old are these people. Look them up. Oh, they're definitely in their 60s. Look them up. Um, 100% in their 60s. I, I'm I'm Joe Rogan. Look that up. Get that up for me what's, right now. What's your guess on Ricky Morton's age? I'm saying 62. 65. 65. He's 63. All right, so you win. Yeah. All right, but uh, yeah, man comes up. I'll check Robert Gibson, but he didn't really do it. So anything. he has a Canadian shore. Love it. Um, sold perfectly, but just... I mean, yeah, they they were moving his legs and stuff. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, I, th- I was so clean though. Even though they helped him, I was just like, oh wow. Yeah, it was still cool to see him that involved. I and mean, the dive, wow. They, um, they've been out on the indies doing doing yeah, random shows forever. Care. You know, they got inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. And again, these guys are both sixty three and sixty one years old, and they're still out on the indies doing what they can. I mean, look at this though. I didn't even know really. I mean, unless you look like more into like their their past and stuff, I didn't know much about them until mm-hmm. about like. Two, I mean, I knew the name, but yeah. like I didn't know much about them until like two years ago. Whenever the Hardy Compound had their whole thing mm-hmm. on Impact when they fought, like, Lord knows who. Yeah, I forgot. For me, growing up, it was basically like I didn't know much about their history as a tag team. I just knew that oh, these guys were definitely like the talk of the town at one point. Mm-hmm. It was just like I was a kid, and it's like oh, these guys are old. Like when I was. When it was in 2005, I think I told you about that Dukes of Hazard thing that I went to. Yeah, you say so. Yeah, yeah. Ricky Morton was there, and at that point, if he's 63 now, and that was 12 years ago, so he was 52 or 50, 14 he's years like 50, ago. 50 years old. 51 years, years old. 51 years he was old. In, he was like late in 40s, 50s. Yeah. So, I mean, they're still going. It's it's just funny to see them sometimes. Uh, 
just working these indie events. But one thing to mention is that, sure, it gets a pop from from the crowd and, th and stuff like that when you do it after the match. I think they should have done that during the match, to be honest. I think Ricky Morton should have gotten involved during the match because if you do it after after the the heels get the win, it just it makes them look horrible. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. It would have been cool if they did it during the match somehow. Still cool that Ricky Morton got involved either way. Um, and then right after that, we had Hangman Page versus Pac, their second match ever, I believe. Yeah. I sure. think so. I think that was right. Um, at least on AEW programming. And Hangman Page came out with the win. He dropped his dead-eye finishing move. Uh, it's really similar to the Al Alabama Slam, but he just drops to his knees. And they're going to have another match tonight, actually. And it'll be pretty much the deciding factor about who wins this entire feud. And then we had Joey Janela versus Sean Spears, the feud that was kind of sparked on the previous Dynamite mm -hmm. episode. And Sean Spears accompanied by Tully Blanchard, former Four, Horse Four Horsemen member. I didn't realize that they actually say that during the entrance. It's like we have Sean's or Yeah, he did. He did pretty much say, ah, oh, yeah. member of the Four Horsemen. Like, yeah. Before I, I before they a... say Sean Spears' name, it's like accompanied by a legendary Four Horsemen member, it's Holy Blanchard, and it's like, I guess that would work if Sean was a face, but it just feels weird uh -huh. that we're hyping him up that much. Well, Arn's back it, there. It somewhere. is Tully Blanchard, but still. I know. Yeah. Whatever. Speaking uh, of Arn, he showed up later in the show as yeah, well. Yeah, he was there. Um, but yeah, that match was in. Um. Not bad. Totally, totally got involved. Totally, what, you help him with the pile driver outside? Yeah. That was the weirdest thing. That uh, was cool. I guess. How'd you not see that, ref? Um, it was it was Earl, for one thing. Uh, Earl and, can't see anything. Yeah, like and he, they, like, exposed the turnbuckle on the opposite side of the ring, so he went over to go put it back uh, on, and that's how they did it. Those refs, <laughs> man. Those refs turn. always turning their back. <laughs> and then right after that, we had the triple threat AEW tag team title match between SCU, Private Party, and the Ooh. Lucha Bros. And this is a pretty stacked match right off the bat. I mean, we have SCU and the Lucha Bros facing off again, and then we add Private Party to the mix, and that's just going to make things even more crazy and bouncing off the walls as far as the high-flying action goes. And SCU defeated the Lucha Bros and Private Party. Not really sure what the finish was, but the big story is that after it was over, SCU was celebrating, and Lucha Bros came to like attack them, and Pen Pentagon sets up Kaz for the for the package pile driver onto a chair and the lights go out and then when they come back on we have another pentagon jr in the ring with um you know pentagon jr yeah and a they little skinnier <laughs> very very skinnier no tattoos Jeez, on the arms yeah. uh they do like the whole mimicking thing where it's like they do things at the same time staring at each other and then the fake one starts attacking the real pentagon jr and does an sto to him and then does an angel's wings uh, to Ray Phoenix onto Pentagon Jr. takes off the mask and it's Christopher Daniels. Put the face paint on just it's like that. Cool, he did a cool like um, I don't know what the symbol's called, but he did the fallen angel symbol. It's like the, the cross. Circle, the cross, yeah. yeah. I mean yeah. that was it was cool face paint, but I didn't think they needed to do that reveal at all like that. He should have just ran out and helped them. Because uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. I don't know. It's, it it's, just, it's a creative way to bring him in. Um, yeah. At least okay. they gave him the right outfit this time because when they did that with Chris Jericho, he went from a red outfit to a yellow outfit. Yeah. And yeah, so we knew it was a different one. Um, At least Chris Jericho sort of like looks like him build wise. Build -wise yeah. yeah. Um. So 
Daniels is back. Daniels is back. Is Daniels a tag champion right now? It's a big question. Even the website that I'm reading this stuff off of, that's that's the big question. He has to take a step back, you know. He can't get those titles. No, there's no way. The way I mean, in the one Scorpio Sky's over. He's doing yeah. he's doing big things in, yeah. in wrestling. Give him the push. Fans love him. Yeah. So, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'd give him a singles match just to get back into things and stuff, and let yeah. tag titles do their thing. Um, cool match, dude. I w- I'll tell you. I will watch Ray Phoenix wrestle all <laughs> night. The amount like him walking on the ropes and stuff oh, that's, is that's so awesome. it's so yeah. cool. I love when he he does the one where. I think the the opponents like straggled over the ropes, sort of groggy, and he runs across the ropes and kicks them and runs to the other turnbuckle. Yeah, like yeah. he like like just like yeah, kicks just them. kicks yeah. him on the way. He oh. did he did one at full gear where it was like Jr. had a hard time following it, like as he always does with these random indie wrestlers, and he <laughs> he started at the top rope and then like jumped down to the bottom, the middle rope, and then bounced up to the top again and then does like some type of like spiral corkscrew thing to the outside i don't he's crazy i don't know how you train for this i don't understand the amount of bumps he had to have taken just to train for that is yeah. crazy because he's he's i mean there's a lot of and a lot of like lucha wrestling lucha yeah. wrestling is, is just in general because that was it uh lince dorado someone from wwe is the like the somewhere lucha bros somewhere in that i don't know or what about the lucha, lucha house party thing? yeah um so one of them is like rope god as well like um so i don't know a lot of lucha mm-hmm. it's big in red lucha no, no, Kalisto's mm. Kalisto's botch. Um, oh. I don't know. Um, but yeah, good match. It's yeah. I mean, speaking of how, having to perform those without botching, it's like I don't understand how you get even for guys like Sammy Guevara or the Young Bucks. I don't understand how you do this night in and that and night out against big crowds like this, or not against, but in front of big crowds like this, and not mess up. You know, like you have to be truly professional to be able to do that. Like doing these moonsaults to the outside and all these springboard moves without slipping or anything like that. And we had next on the match card, we had the women's match uh, Riho versus Emi Sakura. I don't really know if I'm saying that right, but sure. Riho won. Uh, really no surprise there for me. Riho's over with the fans, at least. I, yep. I just can't really. It's hard for me to get into her. I need her to... stomps. I mean, look, she has a cool move style. Um... Yeah. I did see that stomp that you're talking about. She does a lot of like she does a lot of like Loki esque kind of stomps, mm-hmm. uh, diving stomps. There's a lot of knees, knees and stomps. Um, yeah, she did a six one nine at one point. She did do a. I don't know what they called it. I don't know. I don't know what they. I think the highlights cut it off the second they said the name. I don't know. Uh, Mauro Ronaldo on NXT calls it a certain name. It's like a West, not some, West Coast Pop. He calls no. it like a. Some type of tiger thing. Ah, so there's a name. Okay. There's like a, he calls it a technical term. Okay. Yeah, that West Coast pop is when he does the, the flip, like the hurricane run. But they've thing. they've mentioned that. But I don't yeah. know. That's just like his thing. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, not a bad match. Uh, next. And then all of that led up to the world championship match between Cody and Chris Jericho, and this is one of the stipulations was Cody said if he lost, he's never going to challenge for the title again. And another stipulation was if this match went to the 60-minute time limit all the way, then we had three different judges consisting of two backstage guys, Dean Malenko and Arn Anderson, and then we had the great Muda being the third judge to decide the winner if it did go the distance. Good, good, good list of judges. Yeah, uh, I didn't expect the great Muda. Los, I know, right? I love seeing Dean on TV. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It, it it would be really cool if we got those guys involved at some point with like some random. If DDP can get involved in a in a segment, then I don't know. I want to see Dean put somebody in a clover leaf or Arn spinebuster somebody. Arn has been spinebustering people, on like in AEW though. 
Yeah, he just spine busted uh, Blanchard a couple couple pay per views. Was he the last pay per view? Blanchard, Tully Blanchard didn't. Yeah, he or or was it Spears? I need if it was if it was Spears, I want to see that too. It's no, it was in the last pay per view. Oh well, I didn't see it. I guess. All right, we'll watch this after the <laughs> yeah, after we'll the it. show. But yeah, um, Cody got busted open really early in the match. Oh my, yeah, he did. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll set that move up. So now I think he clotheslined. I think he closed on Jericho onto the ramp outside mm-hmm. the ring, and then um. Uh, is he jinxed um, like Ranillo or whatever? Um, the announcers were, or maybe it was Jr. It was just like Cody. Now he has time to think and uh, not do anything. He's do he's like they were like oh he's doing the match fine and he's yeah. not doing anything crazy. He's not doing anything risk taking anything. And then here comes Cody <laughs> just does like a flip or he tries to do like a dive over the top rope. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it over? I think it was. I think it was through like a suicide okay, dive. Okay, so a suicide dive um, uh, onto Jericho onto the ramp falls. Right on his forehead. Yeah. Right on his yeah. face. Um, like, around his eye area. Right onto a metal ramp. Metal yeah. ramp, too. Mm-hmm. Not to mention. Yeah, so he's done. I mean, he rolls over, and if he did cut himself, I don't know. I think it was actually busted open. That's yeah. the thing. Because, he, like, he definitely got busted open. I don't, think he, I don't think he bladed. No, no. Because, no, no one, way. the camera was on him the whole no time. Way. The camera was on him the whole time. There's no way. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was busted open mm-hmm. the whole match. Which... The, when I saw that, and I was like, "Oh, he's winning the he's winning the title." Yeah. Cause like you look at the one where he won NWA against mm-hmm. Magnus, busted open. Yeah. Just remind, it's like very um, dusty, dusty, dusty of him to do that. Yeah. Because Dusty has been busted open so many times, winning like those kind of scenarios. So I was like, "Oh, he's gonna win a title. Uh, he's gonna do it for his dad. He's gonna be all bloodied up. They're gonna have him mm-hmm. on his shoulders and uh, everything." Nope. Um, keep going. Uh. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't really much after that. Like Jericho, Jericho ended up getting the upper hand and uh, put him in well, the walls of Jericho. Yeah, but I mean, after even after that uh, that move, um, the um, dive, Cody was still in it. He hit him with the crossroads. Yeah, he, was, he landed moves on him. Yeah, he, he hit a beautiful disaster on him and yeah. some other kicks. But uh, yeah, but it, that line tamer, hit that, bi- ooh, hit him with a bionic elbow. That too, I, I That's, that got a big pop. I'm surprised he even brought that in. I didn't think he was ever gonna do that move. I thought it was fun. Just out of respect for Dusty. Yeah, I mean, That's cool. I thought it was fun to watch, too. It was cool seeing him, like, actually embrace Dusty's old, like, you know, dancing like him and stuff like that. But the lion tamer that Jericho put Cody in right before MJF threw in the towel, that lion tamer was, was hard to watch because of how much torque he was putting on Cody's, like, back and stuff. Yeah. That, that was crazy. And Yeah, MJF it, throws in the towel. MJF throws in the towel. Didn't know that was a rule. Didn't know that was something you could do. I didn't know it was something you could do either. Regardless, if he didn't or didn't, or if he wasn't going to do it anyway, Cody wasn't going to get out of that move. So, I mean, it doesn't change for me. But anyway, in the end. Unless MJF got in the ring and, like, tried to mess with Jericho and, yeah. and blah, 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 which yeah. wouldn't be the greatest finishes. No, it wouldn't. But neither was this. I didn't really like the finish that much. Yeah, so MJF throws in the towel, and then Cody ends up losing the match because of that. And then MJF is trying to console him in the rings. I'm like, I'm sorry. It's like patting that... his back. It's like, hey, man, I'm sorry. And, MJ... yeah. and then Cody's like, ah, it's okay, man. It's okay. And then low blows him right in front of everybody. Oh, my. Finally turning on Cody. Going full heel. Yeah. Because like, we've talked about it in other episodes, and it's like, uh, yeah, we, yeah, we're reaching 30 minutes. I want to get some WWE talking here. Yeah, um, yeah we will. But, uh, yeah, so he throws in towel, uh, low blows him. And he's fully heel. In the past, we've talked about is he heel or face. This kind of Cody thing is making us think he's ba- like he's like mixed. Like he he throws in those like 
signs when he comes out and he helps. Saves when he helps like the entire elite when it, when yeah. Cody's involved. He's face, but no, it's it's all it was all a rue and stuff. Yeah, he's he's mm-hmm. full on heel now. Uh, favorite part, and I know that was probably a lot of people's favorite part. He leaves the he's going down the entrance oh, ramp. Oh yeah, yeah. Someone in the crowd throws a water throws water at him, throws mm-hmm. trash at him. It was a big splash of water. Big. Uh, Unfortunately, we know now that it, he was a plant. It was. He was a. Plant, he was wearing an yeah. AEW shirt, and I was like, okay. Do you know, has that been... App- apparently, he was an independent wrestler. Ah, man. So, they definitely put him there. Well, because, but... like, a lot of wrestling pages were, like, talking after, and they were like, uh, whatever happens, they need to ca- use, capitalize on this, because that yeah. was that could set up something big. If he, it was just a fan, the, though, the guy did get thrown out. Oh, 100%. I mean, yeah. yeah. There's no more wrestling to watch. Oh, yeah, there was. No, yeah. Oh, yeah, and we'll One talk about match. that. Um, yeah, so, where they'll go with Cody and stuff, can't win the big title, gotta nope. win the mid-card title that they have to introduce soon. If they ever introduce it, like I'm so sick of waiting. It's only two titles, three titles in the wrestling business in the company. Cody's Cody's mentioned it on a live stream before. Um, He he hates referring to it as a mid card title. Yeah, that's a good point. But they definitely do need something else for the guys that aren't in the world title picture to chase. You know, if it does, it doesn't have to be Sammy Guevara because I'm just a big fan of him. Give it to some dudes like Hangman or anything like that. We just need something else for other people to go after. I'm I'm definitely really passionate about that mid card title. I am too. Um, and then the final match of full gear that we'll run through as fast as we can because we still have WWE talk is John Moxley versus Kenny Omega. I hear that this was sort of like a favor to Moxley by upper management to get this match going because he he's had this match on his wish list to fight Kenny Omega in sort of a hardcore match. Yeah. But this is this has been a really controversial match. Some people thought that they went too far because of how extreme it was on on pay per view. And because we have, we truly haven't seen something like this in wrestling in a while. And, you know, I had people saying that it contested a lot of legendary Hell in a Cell matches, and it had a lot of awesome spots. They brought out, like, actual barbed wire wrapped around these bats and brooms and No, and, and they used like it. Yeah, they yeah. used it. They, 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 to their full advantage, they used it. I mean, they had a table with... Um, table with um, the barbed wire? Or? No, 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 no. The um, mousetraps. Mousetrap table. Yeah. They had broken glass shards, which they really used. I love yeah. that. Um, I don't think there are any tacks. But I don't, I'll I don't think. I think the glass had to have been faked in some way. I don't care. Yeah. I, I think it had to have been, but, but the barbed wire was real. They would just take out every other, like, barb or whatever the actual term for it is. They would yeah. take out, like, every other one so that you're still getting the cuts, but it's not nearly as bad. Oh, so, I, didn't, I didn't know that. I think that's how they do it, because I was reading on Reddit. That's where I get most of my information from. I was reading on Reddit, and, like, somebody at an independent promotion was working a, a match with Sabu, and they took out too many barbs, and he just got really, like, mad at them for taking out too many. I don't know. You got mad at him? Yeah, for, got mad at him. It's Sabu that we're talking about here. Wait, Sabu got mad at him? Yeah, Sabu oh, got okay. mad at him. I, thought yeah. I, was, I was like, man, if you're fighting Sabu and there's barbed wire, which there always will be the barbed wire in a match mm-hmm. with Sabu. And uh, a chair. Yeah, you better get ready for that. So, yeah, honestly, if I was Sabu, I'd be pretty pissed. Yeah. Um, it's something really small, too. Like I said, they usually take out every other barb. Well, the guy that was setting up the barbed wire for Sabu's match took out, like, like every third barb. So I, th- I guess it made it more dangerous or something like that. I guess that's why I got mad. But regardless, back on the Kenny and uh, Moxley match, I think so they pretty much destroyed the entire wing- ring. Uh, they did a... They, they ripped off the... What do you call it? The padding, the, the apron. The, the, the apron, yeah. They they ripped off the apron, exposing the wood. Uh, before that, they suplex each other to the outside onto a big like 
bed of barbed wire that the Young Bucks set up. Didn't I finish the match? No, they didn't finish the match. That no. didn't finish the match? No, it didn't. The, they went back to the ring. The match didn't finish until they exposed the wood. Oh. And Kenny gave Moxley a Dirty Deeds and then went for a Phoenix Splash. Mixed the, he missed the Phoenix Splash and hit his face on the wood. And then pretty much right after he hits his face on the wood, Moxley picks him up for a Paradigm Shift, like the one where he's throwing him way up, throwing him way up in the air. And then uh, that finishes the match. Yeah. And I don't think anything happened after that. So it definitely sparked a lot of buzz in the wrestling business uh, for being extreme as it was. And I'm, ex- I'm interested in seeing where each of them go after this, you know. I'm, I'm assuming that somebody like, I don't know, somebody like Moxley gets into a feud with Pac now because of their recent history on Dynamite. So I don't know. There, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of stories that have been possibly concluded with Full Gear. So... It could very well be a fresh start on this week, this yeah. tonight's episode of Dynamite. Well, no one's cleared to wrestle. Cody They're, isn't. Cody's not. Uh, those two should not be, of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. I could see Moxley coming out of nowhere and like yeah. refusing that and just like coming through the crowd. Yeah, he's, he's a crazy rebel. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Uh, overall, just crazy match. I'm for it. I like those kind of hardcore unsanctioned, unsanctioned yeah. matches. Doesn't go on his record. Um. Yeah, so that was full gear. Mm-hmm. Uh, good pay per view. Yeah, solid pay per view. Yeah, solid one. Um, what do you have? Match card for tonight. Uh, the only thing that I know of for tonight is the tag, tag team match that you that you referenced earlier. So yeah, tag title match: SCU versus Jericho and Sammy Guevara. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope Chris Jericho and Sammy had uh, they, two and zero as a team. Yeah, right they're now. two and zero as a team. So you have that going for them, but it, it's just a weird thing. Uh, you said. Did you say it before the show or at the very beginning that like if Jericho, Jericho, I told you before the loses, show. then it makes it makes Jericho look it bad. Makes Jericho look horrible. But, but if Jericho wins it, I mean, yeah, basically if SCU beat Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara, then like that doesn't really show. Where do they go from there? Yeah, where do they go from Inner there? Inner Circle is supposed to run the business. Yeah, they're supposed to run the show. They, I mean, they've taken over at certain points and for your world champion to lose against the tag champs it just feels off even though Sammy Guevara hasn't really shown much himself I'm I'm a big Sammy fan but on TV he hasn't really won that many matches matches for one and then I don't know I just haven't seen a lot from him no yeah. so that's happening tonight I'll be interested in seeing what happens I, I wasn't going to say that SCU were going to lose at full gear because that's their first title defense but it's really out in the open for tonight. So, yeah, let's move on to WWE talk. We started, we're going to start with NXT from last week. And the to kick off the show, we had the Undisputed Era entering the building, sort of cutting a promo about why they innovated Raw and SmackDown and, um, you know, what their main motive is. And then out of nowhere, the OC, the club, AJ Styles, Luke Gallows, and Carl Anderson blindside them and attack them before the show even starts. And they come out and cut a promo uh, to start the show. And then, do you want to talk about any of the matches like before the main event in NXT? Um, no, nah, I mean, do you have the match card or anything? I have the match card. Just go down. It's go, like go Pete through. Dunne defeated Damian Priest. Two two women wrestlers that I can't really pronounce their names. Uh, it's the the blonde girl that we saw yep. in the yeah, top ten. Yep. She won with a cool move. Shayna Baszler defeated defeated Co- Dakota Kai. 
and then Angel Garza defeated Tony Nese to earn an opportunity at the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Slapped uh, Leo Rush on his way out. So it was a stiff slap. It was, and I always like seeing Leo Rush being used properly in NXT. Yep. And Dominic, uh, how do you say this one? You had it mastered no, the show. No, no. <laughs> I, I I've been calling him Djokovic. Um, yeah, no, it's it's uh, Dijakovic. Dijakovic. Oh yeah. yes, thank you. Defeated Isaiah Swerve Scott back on the Indies was he was known as Shane Strickland, and the main event for the mat for the entire night was Tommaso Ciampa, Keith Lee, and Matt Riddle versus the OC, and that ended in a no contest because Adam Cole interfered. I think was the case. Um, Finn Balor came out to distract Ciampa, and AJ Styles and Finn Balor had a little bit of a standoff to see or to at least show the fans that they're pretty much friends. Um, Balor's heel now, so that's always fun. And that's NXT yeah. for you. Yeah. And I guess we'll go to SmackDown next. Yeah. What did anything really big happen on SmackDown? I don't have it pulled up. No, we just we just watched top ten. Uh, yeah. Another Baszler uh, interference. Uh... I guess this is Raw, but looking forward to Survivor Series. Big match between Brock Lesnar and Rey Mysterio. They didn't really hype up. They didn't hype up that match on Raw this week. But no. that is still happening at Survivor Series. I'm ready for it. Um, yeah, and then there's uh, other Survivor Series news. Are we, are we, do we just skip SmackDown? I mean, New they, Day won tag titles. Yeah, New Day won tag titles, again. which means they're now in that Survivor Series match. Yeah, which we can touch on again uh, after we talk about Raw. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so not a really... I mean, Tyson Fury and Braun Strowman are now like teaming or something. So yeah, that feels weird. We'll see where that goes. It won't go anywhere far, though. Um it's just like a stunt for Fox and WWE to kind of have some agreements on things. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was SmackDown. Not eventful. We got Raw next, and honestly, not a lot happened here outside of Drew McIntyre versus Sin Cara happening, and Sin Cara has recently asked for his release from the WWE. If he gets it, we'll see, but it'll be interesting to see if he gets the Luke Harper treatment and he gets another six months at it. Um, they're just like forcing. Yeah, they, yeah. They I mean, hold. They I, hold wrestlers do hostage. You, I don't understand how that's even legal. Legal for yeah, one know. thing. If you have like a five-year, I don't understand. If if you're nearing your, if you're nearing your release anyway, and you ask for it, and they're just like, no, we're just gonna add six more months. It's not like he's like over or anything. They he's really. Not. They sadly they can do without Sin Cara. He just now returned, like, four weeks ago? Yeah, well, then why'd they build this? Re- I mean, I get it. Maybe he's just, I don't know. I mean, he's not the first wrestler to have complaints about being in the company. And that's tried, like you said, Luke Harper, yeah. for one. And they brought him back to kind of do a push with him. But sh- are they going to do it? I mean, are they doing anything with him? Was with the Luke dra- Harper? Yeah. They, they got drafted they, on different Exactly. Shows. They pretty much brought back Luke Harper to reform the Bludgeon Brothers. For or- a one-night thing, and then now he's gone. Or yeah, now he's on SmackDown. They, they and- did the draft, and now everybody split up. So... I haven't seen him on SmackDown. Nope. I could very well be wrong about that, but I, mean, I haven't seen him do anything. I mean, Rowan Rowan returned to Raw to this week. So if Rowan returns, does that mean that uh, Harper's going to return to SmackDown? I, it'd be a weird if they did it in the same week, but we'll see. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, Seth Rollins faced Walter in this scenario in this Raw episode. Mm. Imperium uh, yeah. on SmackDown. And on SmackDown, Imperium came out to attack. Uh, who they attack? That's a good question. That's not a good question. You should know this. Um, no, uh, Imperium attacked a, uh, Heavy Machinery. Yeah, they attacked Heavy Machinery and then Gable and, uh, or sorry, Shorty G, 
Shorty G and Ali, Apollo Crews, and blah, 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 uh, whoever else came out to help them. Um, but yeah, so Imperium, because they're in UK, I love that. They Imperium's having a role in this whole NXT TakeOver thing as well. Um, so yeah, that was that's part of SmackDown. But yeah, like you said, Walter and Imperium came out on uh, Raw. Mm-hmm. It was was a, a open was it a title? I think Seth Rollins like did an open challenge to anybody like in the UK. He said, "Yeah, he wants the baddest person in UK." And then Imperium sound song hits, and they all walk out, and then Walter emerges, and he's in ring gear and ready to fight. And I guess they had that match, but uh, Rollins beat him. Yeah, Rollins beat him, and then they also had the six man tag between, um, between Rollins Owens. That's not a six man; it was a eight man actually. Rollins Owens. Street and the Street Profits versus Imperium. And the face is one in that scenario, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Raw won, pretty much. Uh, yeah, um, Owens hit a stunner. It's a pretty big stunner. Uh, Street, oh, oh my, Street Profits. I don't know which one's which. <laughs> um, the skinnier one did uh he did that, oh, that i don't know those yeah he did the top the top rope uh like suicide sent on or like the flip over the top rope the shooting star wait what are you talking about no off the top rope i don't know what are we talking about the street profits yeah i don't know the move that you're describing right now dude no one where he overshot it and he landed like right on the announce table we watched oh it before yeah this. it was just like a f- somersault he like did a flip s- over the top rope but yeah. he landed like on the table it was like yeah some Chris Benoit he, d- he did a dive to the outside it wasn't a suicide dive it was over the top no, rope yeah. And I don't know who who he was landing on, but he half of his body landed on the announce table. Yeah, and that was that was a little hard to watch. Thanks. Um, yeah, definitely the Benoit scenarios are always more extreme, but that that was definitely reminiscent of it. Wait, and what? Keep talking. Okay, uh, Eric Owen faced the local competitor. I, I'm looking at the box right now that you were describing before the show. Yeah, it's like a people think there's like a rabbit in there or something. He's like a That's pet. Weird. Um, I don't get it. Um, that sh- that match happened. The Viking Raiders faced Mandrews, Mark Andrews, and his partner, Flash Morgan Webster, is apparently his name. Yeah. And know. yeah. War Raiders happened. squashed them. I'm pretty sure the main event of the evening. I don't. I'm not positive on this, but I'm pretty sure the main event of the evening was the OC versus Randy Orton, Ricochet, and Umberto Carrillo. Yep. And a little bit of tension. Wait, that was main. It might have been. What do you think the, the Rollins, Rollins thing wasn't? I feel like Rollins opened the show, so probably, yeah, it was probably that one. Yeah, so there's a lot of tension between Orton and Ricochet because they're on the same Survivor Survivor Series team. Uh, That Raw Survivor Series team was announced earlier in the show. We had guys like Ricochet, Randy Orton, uh, Drew McIntyre, and a few others, but basically it was mostly consisted of heels and then Ricochet's thrown in there. And they have a little bit of a standoff, and then... Randy Orton is about to go for the RKO on Ricochet, and he turns and does it on Styles. So kind of hinted at like a, a heel thing. Yeah, hinted at like uh yeah, that was that was crazy. Um, but yeah, and then he hits him with he hits Styles with the RKO, and then yep. sets up the shooting star press. No, it's moonsault. Sets up the moonsault for Humberto, which mm-hmm. was just beautifully done. Um, lands it, and he pins Styles, gets the win. So big win for Wait, Humberto. It was it was a shooting star press, wasn't it? No. Nope. Big oh. moonsault. Oh, it was a moonsault. Okay. Someone's done a shooting star press recently, I feel like. Um, Private Party does them all the time, and they look amazing. Yeah. But, yeah, it was a moonsault by him. and Like I, I was saying it before the show, but I don't know who put in a good word for Umberto Carrillo, but 
I'm liking it. I just, I'm like, where did it come from? Like, why? It's so sudden for him, but I'm down for it. I assume he's going to be a part of, like, he's not a part of the Survivor Series team, I don't think. So they'll build him up. Hopefully, hopefully we see something out of it. Mm-hmm. Also, another thing on SmackDown that we forgot was The Fiend attacking Daniel Bryan backstage, <laughs> setting up. everything. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, that's, that's a, I mean, because what, what's the, is it just a duo? Is it Sammy and Shinsuke? Shinsuke. Is there someone else? No, it's just them two. Okay, well, Shinsuke and Sammy, uh, I think they're trying to recruit Daniel into he, that, that stable. Uh-huh. Um, but Daniel's like, no, nah, I'm not doing it. And then, uh, yeah, they were backstage while Sammy was trying to recruit Daniel. And uh, lights go out, and then Fiend's back there and t- attacks him. Sammy escapes and puts uh, the mandible claw on Daniel Bryan. Yeah. So what are they doing? with the, When is that match going to happen? Well, I don't know. Um, I mean, you would think it's happening at Survivor Series, but I'm not too sure about that. Um, we have Brock Lesnar facing Rey Mysterio, so I guess we definitely have time for a Fiend and Daniel Bryan match, so I guess we'll see. I'm sure it'll get announced soon, but I definitely like Daniel Bryan be, being back in the world title scene, if, even if it is against um, the Fiend for the Universal Championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Universal Championship used to be like the the main the main card like title to have, yeah. but now since the WWE title is in Brock Lesnar's hands on Raw, the WWE title is getting a little bit more prestige the the enough prestige that it deserves mm-hmm. because of the lineage of that title, so it's always good. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much the entire rundown of the last week in wrestling. Yeah. Uh, anything else to add? No, that was uh, huh? No, I think that was it. I mean, no, nah, it was a good week in wrestling for both shows, and I was scared that we were gonna either talk too much about the Impact or talk too much about a uh, or Impact. Dude, I don't know where my head's at. <laughs> Talk too much about WWE or too too much about AEW, and uh, I mean I think it was balanced pretty well. Uh, we could have talked about WWE more, but it was it was a great I mean it was a great show for that. Uh, NXT I think was the best show of all this week for uh, yeah. WWE uh, with the whole Finn Balor, AJ Styles, Adam Cole thing. It always feels weird seeing guys like the OC in an NXT, in an NXT ring because of how smaller the arenas are. Yeah. Over over at Full Sail wherever they are. Well, I mean, it's not like Styles made a return to uh, NXT. No. Styles is never in NXT. Yeah. He went and, straight to main roster. And since they're a heel, you can play it off like they were better than NXT. They didn't need to go there. You know, NXT's technically a developmental brand. They they didn't need to go there. So mm-hmm. with how big they were in New Japan, I was hoping they didn't go there. But, yeah, AJ Styles definitely has had a great career to talk about and um, be proud about since coming to the WWE. I don't think he he personally believes that he should have went there for the small things that you that you're not used to when you debut in WWE. But I don't obviously I don't think he needed it. Um, his debut at the Rumble was one of the craziest things to happen in the last couple of years. I mean, even since then, it was like, I mean, even since he debuted, he they put him in like quick matches just to show your worth. But I mean, they had him in a title title race quick, really quickly. So I mean, yeah, yeah, he he, yeah, it built him. I think if he went to what would have went to NXT, I don't know if he would have been as like big as he is now. It's still one of the craziest things to think about because he was the face of TNA, and he was probably the biggest indie wrestler before coming to WWE, from from his like departure from Impact mm-hmm. to his New Japan run, and even the the indie dates that happened before his New Japan run, his his run with the Bullet Club that was huge. Uh, his run with the Bullet Club just 
just changed the world of professional wrestling, and that's why Gallows and Anderson are here as well. So it's it's just crazy the career that he's had. Um, it's, he's before he came to WWE, he was sort of like the sting of the Indies because he was one of those guys that was the best in the world but still hadn't been to WWE yet. Mm-hmm. And eventually Sting did that and wasn't really happy 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 about that decision, but oh well. Yeah. I don't know. But regardless, that was the last week in professional wrestling. Uh, I don't really have any other topics to talk about, really. No, I don't know I what time really, we're at, either. I mean, we're only at, like, 52, but I mean, we could always end early. I mean, but it, um, I don't know, like I said, great. It was a great, uh, it, it was a good week in wrestling. Um, well, yeah, it was a great week in wrestling. Um, Pretty sure CM Punk's still trending right now, too. I would only hope. Uh, it's yeah. a big deal. We'll see where they go with that CM Punk thing. Um, hopefully they go with it. Uh, they go far with that thing because I mean, yeah, it's it's worth a lot. You know, what I was watching this week. What? Um, it was late. It was like really late, and I should have been doing work. Uh, I'm on YouTube, and I watched top ten like Slamiversary moments and top ten Down for Glory endings, like endings. Ah. Uh. uh, like the ending. No, it's the ending to every Slamiversary and the ending to every Bound for Glory. And I don't know. I just watched the compilation. I, I think I've seen those before. Dude. God, I what, what are some of the ones that stood out? Like some well, of the ones that you still remember and love? Well, they were, they were always uh, King of the Mountain matches. Mm-hmm. Um, and was that Slamversary? I think. I think Slamversary. That's a weird match of, to begin with. Yeah, it is. Um, but that is a great. Uh, ah, man, I just missed the good wrestling days. They, uh, It's just a lot of Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, yeah. Jarrett. Jared being a lot like of one of the angle. founders of the company, being yeah. the world champion at the same time. Yeah, that's a conflict of interest right there. But, uh, yeah, it's just a lot of that. Uh, I, honestly, the matches stayed the same for the longest time. <laughs> it was just like Jarrett, Angle, Joe, mm-hmm. Christian, and like that. It, uh, I mean, Christian reinvent, reinvented himself in TNA. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, he really, he really did. And that's why he does what he does now, and he's a big name. But... I mean, he did pretty well in his return to WWE too. I mean, he won the world title and ECW title, but um, yeah, it um, he you remember his return when he came to ECW, the WWE version of ECW? Obviously. Yeah, I was hype. I was so hype. It yeah. was on the Abraham Washington show, I think. No, it was Jack Swagger was ECW champ, and he was given a yeah, uh, he was given was. a promo, mm-hmm. and then he uh, made fun of his lisp. Yeah, Swagger. But do you remember the rumors that at the same time on SmackDown? It was when Jeff Hardy's house had just completely blown up and burned down, and his dog died in the fire. Dude, Do you remember the rumors that they were originally going to have Christian come back as the guy that set the house on fire? No. Yeah, I didn't know they were originally going to do that, and I was so excited for it. A, no. he- a heel Christian coming back and feuding with Jeff Hardy. Hey, I burned your house down and killed your dog? Well, that's better than Matt Hardy saying that he did it, because that's what happened. Matt Hardy came out and said that he did it. And it makes more sense. I Why would why have Christian return and be like, hey... Remember those matches we had 10 years ago? Yeah, well, I burned your house down and killed your dog. Well, I I personally think it's better than, hey, bro, uh, <laughs> I just burned your house down. Let's let's fight for WrestleMania 30-something. I don't know. I don't know, but that was a rumor back in the day. And then, I, I, I hate that they turned that into something, though, because they, I mean, yeah. The, WWE loves doing that. I, I yeah. I Turning real-life stuff into yeah. storylines. Oh, yo, you died? Oh, let's yeah. talk to your wife on, on air. Your, your wrestler, your wrestling girlfriend just cheated on you with another wrestler? Storyline right there. Boom. You're <laughs> pregnant. Um, Yeah, it, uh, I mean, look look what they did with, like, the Edge and Hardy thing. 
Yeah, I mean that. That's cool. That was fun <laughs> as ever because we knew that it was a real life thing, and shout out to them for being for feuding, being like being not professional about professional. it. Yeah, yeah. It uh, yeah, that's a feud. I, I've watched the whole like, comp. I've watched like from like start to end. Like I think every every match and every like moment of that because mm-hmm. yeah that was that was Matt a big got deal. fired during that scenario and then I, I Cops guess are involved he comes back he yeah returns. I guess Vince like saw um, lightning in a bottle with that feud like the potential that it had so he brings Matt back and it feels like this this real thing because I think he might have like came out to the crowd when he returned and the cops took him away and it just felt so real so yeah I don't know it you have to. Uh, they have to find ways to make it feel more real. I mean, when they when you do things such as something really simple as throwing the title off the bridge, something it's like a cliche in wrestling at this point. Um, when Stone Cold would throw the title off the bridge that The Rock had, or I remember Lita Lita threw Cena's title Spinner off the belt, bridge. Yeah, yeah, do that. I mean, you got to make these storylines a little more real at times. But we're we're we have a new audience these days. It isn't really 2005 anymore, so. I guess it is a little harder to write stories, but I don't know. I'm. I, you mentioned it. You kind of threw shade at them for doing the Lana and, and Rusev thing. Yeah, you just did. Uh, yeah, I'm not a fan of that either. But I mean, no, I'm just talking about. It. I mean, yeah, it's. Uh, wait, how did we get here? I was talking about Impact. Oh, we talked about Christian. We we yeah. Uh, you okay. talked about your Slam reversing Bound for Glory stuff, and then you mentioned Christian. I said how it reinvented right. him. I was like, where are we yeah. coming from? Um, yeah, I agree with you though about the whole realistic thing. Yeah, I think, and it's something they struggle with because this this Lana and Rusev storyline, we know that it's just so it's so fake dialed it's in, so fake. Yeah, shout out to Bobby for ruining his career with doing this. Pretty his, much his lackluster career. He hasn't really done much ever since he speared like McMahon. He hasn't done much ever since he like he went to Impact, speared Umaga through the steel cage on ECW. <laughs> yeah, that too. But he did go to Impact and won some titles. Won some titles had a there. Long title reign. He, but I mean, who really watched? And then uh, at that point, in Impact. And now he's here, and he's not doing. Honestly, he had because he had a run in Impact when it was actually good. Yeah. Like when Angle and stuff was there, he had a good run in Impact. Um, returned during like a, a a big steel cage match or something like that when Foley was involved and all that kind of stuff. I can't remember who I can't remember who he was really involved with at that time, but he's returned like two or three times. Yeah. Um, which is surprising. You look back in Impact, you don't really think of Bobby Lashley that much. Yeah, you yeah, really no, don't. he's played a big part in w- in Impact as well. Um, but he, I mean, honestly, since he returned, he's won some titles here. He's won. He won a title. I don't think he has. He didn't win a United title. He, oh, I don't wow. think he has at all. Yeah, he came back with the headband. Uh, Where am I? I don't think he's won any titles at all. Okay, well he's, then he's he... been engulfed in this Lana feud for a couple, like a probably a solid month and a half now. Um, well, this is a bust. That's all I'll say. The feud is a bust. Yeah. Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, if we went this long and they haven't had a pay per view match to cut to tap it off or whatever, then then the, I don't really see why we're doing it still. Like, sure, I'm fine to humor the storyline in the feud, but have a match at a pay per view and get it over with. Put them on the pre show of Survivor Series and in this feud because I'm I'm getting tired of watching it. You know, both both men need a need a new feud to worry about. Rusev is. Two, both of them, Rusev and Bobby Lashley, are way too good for a feud like this. So yeah, I mean, I thought when they brought back Rusev, it was about to be hype and whatever, but now nah, it, it's ruined. Uh-huh. Um, anyways, uh, that's our that was a good filler to get through the last ten minutes of our show. Yeah, I guess um, 
We will talk more about Impact soon. Soon. We yeah. will talk about TNA. My rough plan, I think we should pre-record it and do it when we leave for winter break. Mm-hmm. We should record a show the week before our winter break, but also pre-record a TNA show and put it out like the mid-break. W- or yeah, like, like mid-break, something like that. Yeah, yeah just a fun little episode. That's mm-hmm. all. We can do that. That's fine. Um, But yeah, so that was a great episode. DDT, it's a wrestling podcast. Um, uh, thank you, WMLU, for allowing us to do it on this show mm-hmm. or on this equipment. Uh, I'm Tyler Hall. And I'm Dalton Floyd. All right, everybody. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So thank you all for listening, and um, have a good one.